0: At the wall, President Trump has a new idea to stop illegal immigration. Plus, Trump's trade policy, is America First having the opposite effect? And is civility in politics officially dead? And who killed it? This is the State of America tonight.
1: I think I got elected largely because we are strong on the border. Some of them come with, with a little note attached with a safety pin in their clothes with somebody's phone number and name. If you literally apprehend quickly, process and then return people trying to get in this country legally, it discouraged further illegal immigration. I saw many young children, as young as three years old, uh, without their parents.
2: They're all on concrete floors in cages. There's just no other way to describe it.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm Kate Baldwin, live in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America tonight. When the going gets tough, when his back is against the wall, or insert your favorite saying here, President Trump has a pretty consistent response. Never back down, never apologize, never, absolutely never, just double down. And with the crisis at the border over separating documented families is still playing out, this is no exception. Here here he was over the weekend.
1: If I got up here today... And said, we want everybody to come. We want to take care of everybody. If we did that, you would have, you're right, the word is overrun. We will have millions and millions of people pouring through our country.
0: And then here's the president on Twitter. We cannot allow all of these people to invade our country. When somebody comes in, we must immediately, with no judges or court cases, bring them them back from where they came. Is the president there suggesting that immigrants no longer should be awarded due process legal rights?
1: They have limited rights when it comes to everything beyond due process. And then even on due process, they have less due process rights uh, than do re- regular American citizens, meaning you can have an expedited hearing uh, for an immigrant in the way that you couldn't uh, for a, um, a citizen. So th- they, they do have rights, but the courts have watered them down quite a bit.
0: The president's tweet drew a sharp response from Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren, who toured a detention center this weekend. That's that's not what our country stands for. We are a people
2: who believe in the worth of every human being. And we do have a system of laws in this country. And when a woman comes here with her four-year-old son, and says, I am asking for amnesty. I have been threatened by gangs in my home country. We should at least give her a hearing.
0: And if it's up to the attorney general, Jeff Sessions, she will get a hearing, but he makes clear there's, they are not going easing. They are not easing up on zero tolerance. It still stands.
1: We're going to continue to prosecute those adults who enter here illegally. We are going to do everything in our power, however, to avoid separating families. All federal agencies are working hard to accomplish this goal.
0: But then what is this? The New York Times citing a person close to President Trump reporting this weekend that the president, quote, told advisors that separating families at the border was the best deterrent to illegal immigration and that he said that my people love it. Well, at the border, a lot of people are gathering to say they do not love it. protests breaking out as there is still no real answer as to what's happening to at least 2,000 immigrant children being held and separated from their parents. Despite a plan that's been released from the Departments of Homeland Security and Health and Human Services, those 2,000 kids still spent the weekend away from their families and still in detention centers. Now the Defense Department is revealing that DHS has reached out for help on housing some of the children and their parents.
1: They have come to us asking us to build out uh, temporary camps on two of our bases. Uh, That is what we have been asked to do. The details are being worked out between our staff, exactly how much capacity they need at the two bases.
0: Details are also still being worked out on exactly how and when those children will see their parents again. One Republican senator says concerns, though, that the U.S. government has lost track of them are overblown.
1: We do. Let, let me clarify this. We know where every single child is. Uh, this is an issue that's, that's gone out there somewhat in some of the other media that's been, not been responsible for this, with the assumption that the administration's lost track of that.
0: One Democratic senator, though, who toured one of those facilities this weekend, well, color him skeptical.
1: I want the president to step forward with a list or one of his cabinet secretaries and let us know they have The names of the children, they know where they are and they know that they're in good condition and that they're going to reunite them with their parents.
0: Which brings us to a critical question. What are lawmakers doing to fix this mess? The House is expected to vote this week on the immigration proposal that they were supposed to vote on last week, delayed to try and win more support. Republican leaders say the White House supports it, which... Is interesting because just days ago, the president told lawmakers not to waste their time on it. Literally, that is what he tweeted at them. One conservative sees no chance of it passing, at least not this week.
1: Kathy McMorris-Rogers has given some real thoughtful uh, insight in terms of how we keep those families together, some mm-hmm. of the things that a lot of us want to do. And so I would think that if it doesn't pass on Tuesday night, you'll see a follow-up piece of uh, legislation within days. So on the bigger deal, uh, one word, pass or fail I, I would think fail right now.
0: Thousands of miles away from the U.S.-Mexico border, a different war is being waged on civility in politics. But is the war already over and civility already lost? White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders was asked over the weekend to leave a Virginia restaurant after the staff expressed concerns serving her and her political views expressed their concerns to the owner. Sanders, along with her boss, of course, went on to Twitter on their official accounts to talk about the incident. Trump calling the restaurant dirty. Also over the weekend, one Democrat is urging critics of the White House and its policies to keep the pressure on.
3: And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push
1: back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore,
3: anywhere.
0: Maybe in the least surprising twist of this, Donald Trump is weighing in, saying that Waters has a low IQ, and adding at the end, be careful what you wish for, Max. So, verdict, if civility isn't dead, it's definitely on life support. But who's now going to take the lead and resuscitate it? Any takers? Anyone? All right. While you ponder that, consider this. This was the president at the White House a year ago, praising a quintessential all-American company, motorcycle maker Harley-Davidson.
1: We want to make it easier for businesses to create more jobs and more factories in the United States. And you're a great example of it. That means we have to make America the best country on earth to do business.
0: Well, check your inbox, Mr. President. Harley-Davidson is now announcing its plans to move some operations out of the United States after they were slapped with steep tariffs from the EU. So what does it mean for the company? For now, Harley is basically going to eat the higher tariff
4: cost. The company says it's going to take a hit of $30 million to $45 million for the rest of the year. And if you look at the full year, the impact could be as high as $100 million.
0: Just a guess. Just a guess. But we may not be seeing another photo op on the, on the South Lawn with Harley Davidson anytime soon. Just a hunch I might have. President Trump might be onto something, though, when he says when he says immigration is a winning issue. Despite family separations dominating the headlines, his approval ratings are holding relatively steady at the moment. CNN senior political analyst Mark Preston joining me right now from Washington. Mark, make sense of it.
1: Wow, that's that's a lot to ask for me to make sense of the senseless right now, Kate. But a couple of things. Let's start first with the with the poll numbers uh, that you're talking about, and people are wondering how is uh, certainly around the world how is Donald Trump doing. Uh, so well, relatively so well, given all the controversy that he has seemed to kick up? Well, there's a couple of reasons. One is, and our folks certainly over and our viewers over in Southeast Asia understand this um, more than anything, we are not at the brink of nuclear war anymore. We are at a point right now where perhaps diplomacy will win out over war with North Korea. That is a big sigh of relief, not only for folks here in the United States, but certainly around the world. In addition to that, you have an, uh, an economy that is doing very well, low unemployment numbers here in the United States. But this is really the untold thing right now, Kate. We are now heading into the second year of the Donald Trump presidency. Throughout the first year, many of us thought that he would turn the corner, he would act more presidential, he would be more diplomatic, more statesman-like. Well, guess what? That's not going to happen. So I do believe what you're seeing here in the United States, people are resolved to the fact that this is the Donald Trump they're going to have to work with and deal with and, and quite frankly look up to as the president of the United States. And that's why I think his numbers are doing a little bit better a lot of it has to do with resolve.
0: Hmm. Wow. That's Sorry. somewhat <laughs> depressing, but probably the most realistic. Great to see you, Mark. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right. Still ahead. Trump touts his trade tariffs as good for American business, but one iconic brand says it's driving them to move production. Is his America first approach to trade backfiring? The panel will debate it. President Trump's threat of more tariffs against China are rattling markets today and retaliatory tariffs from the EU are driving at least one iconic American brand to move some operations out of the U.S. Is this how America first was supposed to work? Hmm. The panel tonight, S.E. Cup, CNN political commentator, host of HLN's S.E. Cup Unfiltered. Jeff Balaban is here, member of President Trump's re-election advisory board. David Drucker is a CNN political analyst, senior political correspondent for The Washington Examiner, and Democratic strategist Robert Zimmerman is here. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming in. Um, Jeff, it. is this what America First looks like? Well, Harley Davidson saying, um, we got to jump ship a little bit.
5: Well, look, I mean, Donald Trump was pretty clear from the beginning. He's uh, not a protectionist, but he believes that we need to have a, a more even playing ground with uh, some of our trading partners who have been taking ruthless advantage of us, and there are going to be some short-term costs. No one expected there wouldn't be. It's any policy that affects hundreds of millions of people tens of millions of jobs there are going to be some short-term costs and uh, overall though, we're looking for long-term gains
0: short-term pain long-term gain i'll, I'll see what harley davidson has to say about that when i ask him but robert what do you say about it well oh, look
4: we already we already know the results uh... Lamar Alexander, a Republican, of course, a leading Republican senator, was talking about the loss of jobs in Tennessee, manufacturing jobs that are going to be lost in this process. And, of course, in McConnell, Mitch McConnell, the Republican leader, warned about trade wars. The reality of the situation is we don't have any clear or consistent trade policy going forward, and we're not doing with allies. That's why I'm so concerned about his threats with China, because at the same time he's talking about being tough with China, he's bailing out ZTE. And so, of course, my biggest concern is the complete indecision and lack of direction from this administration. It shows weakness.
3: What does it show? see well, uh, just to, to Jeff's point, the, 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 um, the lesson of trade wars has not historically been short-term cost, long-term gain. They have been that no one wins a trade war. But look, from where I sit, you want a trade war, you got one. And there are some who believe, especially for Trump supporters and people in the Trump administration and Republicans who are supporting this, you you get what you ask for. And you might have to go through this and see just how badly it hurts. To sort of get back to reality and the history, the, yes. the long history of trade wars really hurting people. It's why not only Lamar Alexander, Mitch McConnell, but Joni Ernst and Chuck Grassley, I mean, almost to a person in a rust belt state, uh, Republican electeds have been very, very worried about how this is going to affect Trump voters specifically, Trump yeah, not, supporters listen, there's, there's specifically. There's no question.
5: There's some people who. Yeah. There's no question. Look, there's some people who been negatively affected, and right now we're seeing some negative effect. I think that Donald yeah. Trump was smart for waiting until we saw some very positive impact from some of his other uh, economic policies, and he's, is, and this is happening at a moment where where things are generally very positive, and so we'll, we'll endure some pain. But again, I don't think at the end of the day he is a. Protectionist. I think that what we're going to see is, is is renegotiating deals with with countries like Canada, like the EU, like well, China, who've been taking yet. terrible wait, taking yep. terrible advantage of us. You know, all, there, we're three point four percent. There's right now we're three point four percent, where they're on average five point five percent, six point five percent, nine point nine percent relative to us. That's EU, that's Canada, EU, and China. We just had a bad deal, and we're going to renegotiate a bad deal.
0: But but the but the talking point of like Canada has been taking advantage of us for too long. It just is. It's, it's not really based in fact when you look at the, the trade balance and where it is.
5: Well, I mean, I think that we can do better. Again, America should do better for America. I think that's where Donald Trump is going. I yeah. think he'll negotiate yeah. a better we deal. Can't
4: get, we can't do better reciting talking points and not dealing with reality. And insulting Canada, insulting our European allies, Is no way to engage in any sort of renegotiation. Yeah, to I'm, I'm, I don't think Donald Trump should take lessons
5: from <laughs> Democrats on how to deal with the rest of the world. I'm sorry.
0: David?
2: Well... This is sort of <laughs> like a meeting between Steve Mnuchin and Robert Navarro. <laughs> that would be
0: the <laughs> Treasury Secretary. And Robert and the Navarro has been rep.
2: winning because he has the president <laughs> on his side. Right. Uh, look, I think that if you look at uh, trade policy as a matter of politics right now, I think Trump is in the driver's seat with his constituency because they are willing to give him some leeway to see if his hard-nosed, outspoken, aggressive jawboning of our allies and adversaries on trade can bear fruit. That would not last forever if we end up in a trade war where the some people that are feeling the pain and will feel the pain, feel the pain are actually a lot of people, and they all happen to be people that support the president by and large and support Republicans by and large. And so I think the president so the, is either going to have to deliver or then he will be in a world of hurt. Right now, nobody's really suffered much, so right. everybody's giving him deference. The but other, the
0: immediate measure is, right, the midterm election. That, well, that, that's like an immediate That's an immediate. That's an immediate place where do you would take the temperature, right? You would I mean, take the
2: temperature, but it's only if... So let's say you believe that this Trump, Trump trade war can only go poorly for the United States yeah. and its economy. When is it felt? Is it felt before the midterm elections? Right. Or does it really go into overdrive next year in 2019 and cause Trump a huge problem in 2020? It's really hard to tell. Yeah, so far... So far, Republicans are holding their breath Mm -hmm. because most of them don't believe this is going to go well, but nothing bad has happened yet. Kind
0: of holding their breath, though, Essie. I mean, Paul Ryan Ryan has spoken out about about the tariffs in general, spoke out again today and putting out a statement saying, this is further proof of the harm from unilateral tariffs. Mm -hmm. But also you have Jeff Flake, a Republican chief critic of the president, retiring because he wasn't going to get elected because he was going to be primary. Mm -hmm. But anyway, (laughs) he... (laughs) He is now suggesting-ish that they should hold up judges in order to get votes on kind of a trade bill that they they would well, like Jeff to get a vote Wake, on.
3: Bob Corker, Pat Toomey have all been sort of of the mind conspiring to uh, put more power in Congress when it comes to trade, give Congress more um, Instead of complaining, power to yeah Stand to overrule some of these trade um, negotiations. But you've had others, plenty, Ben Sasse, Marco Rubio, yeah, yeah, yeah. who have come out very strongly against this whole idea. Not just because of the pain that they believe it will inflict, but because conservatives and Republicans have not been the party of protectionism. And many, including Charlie Dent, a lot of outgoings, have decided this is not who we are. This sounds crazy. We sound like Democrats. But is this the difference, though, rather than just...
0: Saying, I really think the president would- the president, shouldn't do this, to saying, we now should hold up so, judges in order to get him to pay attention. Like, is this, is this, well, a, is this a new chap? I
2: don't it? think this mm-hmm. will end up going very far. Mitch McConnell told me in an interview that he's not going to disrupt the president's um, authority to negotiate trade deals. Oh. That's why he supported <coughs> fast-track trade yeah, negotiating yeah, yeah, right. authority. Now, there has been bipartisan pushback on the ZTE deal. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. sure. You've seen Chuck Schumer and Tom Cotton, of all people, unite to push back on the president's a ZTE giveaway. Because of national
3: security. Because Because of national security. But I would say
2: this is, there's one thing that's very interesting here, right? The president campaigned on doing what he's doing on trade. So it's very understandable this is where he's going. This Mm -hmm. is what he's believed for 40 years. True. But he has yet to negotiate a brand new bilateral trade deal. And it's very interesting that after a year and a half, we don't see more action on that front rather than the jawboning with, when you're looking at our democratic allies, It's harder to get what you want out of them if their public, their voters, are opposed to the American president such that their leaders, even if they want to give Trump what he wants, are afraid to do it.
0: Stand by, guys. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Coming up. Americans are divided. Tensions are high. Really? You can't see it on this table ever. That shouldn't surprise anyone. But are we now at a new low? And whose job is it to calm it down and lift things up? That's next.
2: a girl with Down syndrome who was taken from her mother and put in a cage. Whoa, whoa. I read about a, a, did you say want want?
3: You know Ivanka, that's a beautiful photo of you and your child, but let me just say, one mother to another, do something about your dad's immigration practices you feckless Since more illegal immigrants are rushing the border, more kids are being separated from their parents and temporarily housed in
0: what are essentially summer camp camps and that's just from the past month, most of it from the past week. Language like, the language like this begs the question, or maybe you already have an answer out there. Is civility in American politics dead? If so, who killed it? Or who can <laughs> resuscitate it now? The panel is back with me. Essie, so funny, but not funny even uh-huh. close to a little bit at all. Um, the least surprising bit in all of this, which is kind of where it went this weekend, right? With Sarah Sanders going to a restaurant, restaurant owner says, you're not welcome here. Sarah Sanders leaves, uses her, uses her official White House uh, Twitter account to tweet about it. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump then backs her up today, mm-hmm. calling the restaurant dirty. Um, here's his here's his restaurant advice, just for everybody. I always had a rule: if a restaurant is dirty on the outside, it's dirty on the inside.
3: Mm-hmm. That's how I judge my meals all the time. Is civility dead? Um, it's. Uh, I think you said earlier it's on life support. I think that's right. Um, I, I I never want to throw a steak in the ground. I, know, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. but but look, it's really. It's really hard to break out of this cycle, right, because once it starts, it it never seems to end. Um, You know, Sarah Sanders went to a restaurant. There's no crime in that. Kicking her out, not the worst injustice in the world, but you're not going to win on that. Trust me. She then gets some sympathy back her way. Enter Trump more. Enter Maxine Waters. I can't think of anything more criminally stupid than what Maxine Waters said about this. Trump is coming off one of the worst weeks, rightfully so, in his tenure. All of this momentum, thanks to the media, thanks to us, thanks to other activists on the left and the right calling out this policy, Trump caved in the end, something he never does. If you cared about child separation last week, guess what? They're still separated this week. And we're talking about Maxine Waters. No thanks to her. I can't, I cannot conceive of how uncannily, Democrats can constantly shift the news cycle off of Trump and onto them in the worst possible way at the worst possible time. Robert?
4: First of all, Maxine Waters is not Democrats. It's Maxine Waters. Whether you're with her or not, she's her own person. Sure. Obviously, the media wants to make this a reflection of Democrats. There's not one. Oh, I don't. I, I think, think this, this was know,
3: criminally just stupid. My point is, my he point just is with
4: her. no, he didn't agree with he her. Did. No one can. No one endorsed what Maxine Waters was doing. Nancy
0: Pelosi spoke out and said it was wrong. Exactly. Right? Absolutely. Bigger, bigger. But we're talking
3: about it now,
4: right? That's, let me tell you, there's a much bigger issue here that we should be talking about if we want to restore civility, and there should be some societal accountability. For a president who advocates the most racist policies towards Black and Hispanics, oh there you or go again.
5: That's civil. It's I'm not true. See, that's assume, the problem. Excuse me, Jeff. No, no, I'm sorry. Excuse uh, you, you, me, Jeff. We've got a huge pile of exactly steaming incivility, and, and calling somebody racist. Let me tell no, you, something. I'm sorry. That's that's the narrative. That's, that's, that's where it Jeff, begins. You can't that's where it begins. Talking begins.
4: louder does not make you no, but more that's civil. It more because talking more incivility doesn't make you civil. No, but here, but here,
0: here is, and this oddly enough came up in my other show. Uncivil versus describing one's policies, okay? Yes. Someone called Stephen Miller, White House advisor, a white supremacist on my show earlier today. I said, I just did a segment about civility oh, no, in politics. No. no. But folks are saying, then you're going to say it. It's not about. That's not about civility. That's not smacking someone. There, you're. That I'm,
4: not, I'm not shouting someone down like you try to do with me, Jeff. But you're I'm not. you advocating know, look, me. Finish you my point. By being in civil Jeff, are you are going to drop your point. Finish racist. my point. Excuse me. me. The idea is simply: I'm not advocating that we that people be shouted down in restaurants or that people be harassed in department stores. I'm, I'm making the point that we have to confront and hold accountable policies that I personally do believe not only are racist, but discriminate against the gay and lesbian community okay. that in fact speak to the worst elements of our, of our society. For example, jailing children in these cages, putting them in situations worse than prisons. And so yes, there has to be, has to be some level of accountability. I'm a very societal conscious person, but the lack of accountability is the issue here. Okay, okay great.
5: So now I'm going to step in here and let you finish what, what I find to be completely uncivil. All right. First of all, you make it sound, first, and by the way, this goes to USC as well, the notion that some no. of the media... some of me, The notion that some of the media <laughs> is, is, is smoothing this over, when in fact, there's a narrative that from the get-go has defined Donald Trump and his supporters as racist, as white supremacists, that has been false from the get-go. And the problem in our society is that that is the greatest crime we have. And so these policies, which are no different than Barack Obama's policies, that's no, just false. Oh, no yeah. th- that's just absolutely false. true. Absolutely true. How
3: can you argue with this? It's absolutely true. How can you're, I, you're, I don't even know, know where to start. Audience, I, mean, values, I never called values, him values a white supremacist. I didn't do I any I didn't of that. I you
5: am saying but the media. You, you threw me in this w- said, with said, this. My, you know, but like, wait, just take a point for a point. On
0: policy issues, it is different. It is a zero tolerance policy that they put in place. They wouldn't have to have announced it, gone to the border, and announced it if it was no different. From, from what was done private, Excuse previously? Excuse
5: the notion of separating children, which was which is the issue we're talking about, correct? Is yes. that not the issue we're talking about? That was done by Obama throughout his entire tenure. That's a right. F- but wait, but, but on, the first time, I mean, like, when Donald fight. Trump Look. does it, wait, let me finish my point now. When Donald Trump starts it, all of a sudden, there are Auschwitz analogies. There are Nazi analogies. We are not, there is nobody in this country, nobody who is importing people in order to kill them. The analogies are so horrific. false It's not a false argument. Happens, yeah. okay. It's being done by Democrats across the board. But let me ask argument. one thing.
0: Let me ask one thing. Is Donald, is Donald Trump helping in what he says?
5: I think Donald Trump is reacting correctly to what's happening. If
0: you're going to be, to be think, honest think, about I, it, I, Jeff, call on. it out and call Excuse it out. Me. Do- Donald Trump is the least civil of any president think, you've ever excuse seen. Me,
5: Donald Trump is reacting to the least civil media that we've ever seen. Donald the Trump's media <laughs> has called him a racist <laughs> from the get-go. That is the greatest crime in our society to be racist I, I, from the get-go. There is no way to be civil in response to that. You We're don't just...
0: think that Donald Trump calling calling us the big the, the enemy of the the enemy of the, the biggest enemy of the nation is the media is uh, is not civil?
5: I think he's exactly what I said. He's responding to, in fact, what I believe to be the case as well. The media has, in fact, look. I I, in- I, I, in- I, I literally we have zero
2: time. I realize. All I would just say is that if everybody acknowledged their own accountability in the discourse and then equally tried well, to do something about it, things would go the there no are no fe- innocent hey. bystanders. Hey, there,
0: the lack, no of ci- lack of civility, welcome we're, we're to the state of America right okay. now. Lack of civility, who knows what else. We'll figure it out tomorrow or never. <laughs> Day 522 of President Trump's administration. That's 134 days until the midterm elections. We'll see you back here tomorrow.